Hi everyone. I'm recording this on a lovely day. Every day is lovely during this lockdown. Sigh. Well, today's podcast features my lovely guest, Wafa Tsunji. Well, what can I say about her? Well, what can I not say about her? She's got an impressive portfolio, having been a stylist at Carolina Herrera and being featured on TV. Today, she provides the same service under her own independent brand, Applique Stylist, while also managing her two little googly pies, her little babies, her little kids. So, on today's podcast, Buffa is not only going to talk about how to make it in this field of fashion and fashion styling, but also about some professional battles. We all face professional battles, but mostly we all had one insecure co-worker. So let's bounce right in. Hi, Wafa. Thank you for being on my podcast. So great to have you on board. Finally, we found a perfect time for you to come <laughs> on. Yes, Niha, I'm very, very happy to see you, to e-see you uh, on here. And I actually uh, think it's great to talk about specific uh, subjects, uh, especially the ones that we're going to discuss now. And I'm very happy that we actually agreed on a final time at oh. the end of this. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, you're like a really busy woman now because you are. I don't guess it. I know you are because you're not just a mom of two lovely children, but you're also an independent business owner or you're going to start your own styling service. So that's huge. And I want to know exactly where you are right now like to backtrack we met at a company and we kind of got along because we had a mutual uh, sort of dislike towards a colleague and we realized that our dislike was similar and so we got to talking and I really understood Wafa and I really appreciate her she's so well established she is an influencer on instagram she is stylish as hell uh, when she walks in you know <laughs> she's you. walked in and that's the kind of presence you sort of gravitate towards so wafa why don't you introduce yourself yeah so uh, basically i'm lebanese and i'm a mom of uh, two beautiful daughters um i moved to dubai i think it was 2000 eight probably so I've been living in the country for around 12 years I've been and I always say it I've been all my life a salesperson like I used to work with FMCG before and then I moved into advertising company but it all had the sales aspect of it my passion for fashion started around 2014 while I was working in the advertising company I saw so many people so many um, different uh, outfits and different images and I got so much interested and I started shopping like crazy right shopping and shopping whenever there's sale I go whenever I feel bored I go so I discussed it with my husband one time and I was like you know every time I open my wardrobe I find nothing to wear and this is something that really bothers me a lot 
So he was like, why don't you find something to help you? Like, why don't you find a stylist to help you in the wardrobe? So I was like, yeah, why not? So I did these researches about stylists and then something pops in my mind, like taking the course to be an image consultant. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to do it. So I took a course to be an image consultant in 2014. And I honestly took it only for a personal reason, right? Like to help myself know how to wear, what to wear, mainly to gain confidence, probably. Sure. So I, for around like six months, I used to go shopping and experimenting with things. And then suddenly my friends like, well, if I can we go shop with you or can you help me with that? So I decided that, you know what, everyone started asking, this has to be a business, like an official business. And then I started my applique in May 2015. So it mm-hmm. took me six months to plan and to realize that it has to be a business. And then since then, amazing things happened, honestly. On a personal level, I would say that the confidence is boosted, like it's amazing. And on my experience level, like I've met so many people I've styled so many people and I, um, I did projects that I've never dreamt of doing. And it's something that really gives you this adrenaline or boost. I don't know what to call it, but it, it's been an amazing journey, honestly. And I opened my social media and I have to say that most of my jobs came from social media and networking. So this is in a nutshell me. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? That is quite a nutshell because you have so many layers to who you are. You're not just a stylist. And just when you think about stylists in a very definitive sense, you're not just a stylist that styles people with clothes. You also look at something that's commercially viable. You also look at some things that are body types. It's so varied and it's so drastic and you encompass all of those things just within styling and maybe within your personal and professional lives that you're such a holistic person. And it's so great to have that sort of energy as when I see you and when I speak to you, that's the vibe that I get. So it's great. And always to know someone like that is great. So tell us more about your brand, your applique list. What exactly is your new venture about? What are you touching on in this new venture? All right. So uh, basically, um, uh, quarantine happened, right? right? We are living in a period of time that is very new to all kinds of businesses, especially to mainly fashion and retail people start stopped going out to out of the houses they stopped shopping you know most of the people nowadays they shop just to feel good sometimes right. it's a good thing and sometimes it's not a very good thing right and then when covid happened people stopped literally shopping and everything went down right and then for countries that were suffering from the internet they couldn't move anything into a digital and then businesses got hit really bad We are lucky to be in the UAE and the shifting from the regular shopping into the digital shopping is rising in the country and it gave us a lot of opportunity to shift our businesses into virtual, right? Right. So I started doing uh, virtual styling and actually it gave me a lot of new ideas because we were limited into the same uh, area. Like I used to style in UAE, right? And I never styled outside of UAE unless I was traveling in Lebanon or something. But now you cannot believe 
with the help, of course, of social media and marketing that I am moving into a virtual stylist. You cannot believe how much I was able to reach into people in different countries. Like I've reached to people in KSA, I've reached to people in Lebanon, and it was something that I did not imagine that it is happening now. Is it It different? Like are people, like in the way that you style them, is it different? Obviously it is, but how different is it like versus Lebanese versus Saudi? Is it different? When it comes to fashion, Mm. um, the only difference that you might find is the taste right? But we all agree, all the girls around the world agree on something on the base of styling, which is help me. I want to understand what suits my body shape. So this is the first thing that I ever get whenever I have a styling session, like help me. I cannot understand what's my body shape. The second thing that I get really, really a lot and asked a lot about is how to start a business, like how to start to become a fashion stylist and going into that industry, can you please help me? So right. these are the main things that I really receive a lot whenever I do any virtual session with any people. Right. But you know, we girls, we, we have this in us. Like I'm sure you do, Niha. Like, you we know, do. you always try to seek an advice from your friends. Like, do you think that suits me? Or do you think that will work? Or do you think that every one of us, we have insecurities in a way or another? Yeah. Right. And, And we try to address it either by getting advices from others or by hiding our insecurities. And insecurities can go along on so many levels, not only on fashion and body image, right? It can go on your character. It can go how you act with other people, right? Right. So, yeah, (laughs) I think we agree on the same thing here because... We do. um, I do believe when when we used to work on this project together, we had... We've seen this case and we've in, seen this when case. We were working together, right? Yeah, we've seen this case, Wafa, and I'm experiencing it right now. Um, you had your fair share of experience with that. For all the people out there listening to this right now, Wafa has dealt with this person that I'm dealing with right now. And if you guys catch yourself in a situation that this is just a public service announcement, so you can take the advice or you can leave the advice, I will advise you and Wafa will advise you as well. But if you see yourself in a situation, and we're talking about insecurities right now, um, that you're dealing with an insecure person, you're dealing with this person and this person tries to overpower you, tries to display their insecurity and in a negative way, not by sharing it with you and saying that, yes, I am insecure. Can you please help me? Can we work together? Instead, they gaslight you and they trip you into thinking that you're wrong or there's something wrong with you uh, and make you feel insecure about something that you're probably not even insecure about. Or they're just giving you a hard time. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it out of a place of something, a void that they have and that they're feeling and they're channeling into a negative space. I'm dealing with it right now, like I said, and Wafa has already dealt with this situation. And what would you like to say? Because you've given me advice on how I should deal with it, but in a passive way. What is your advice to people that may be in this situation right now? You know, I've always believed people with insecurities, whenever you give them authority, bad things happen right? So anyone that has an issue with his character or her character, and then you tell them, all right, now you're a manager. How are you going to act? All of the decisions that will happen, all of the choices that are being taken 
are going to be terrible. Right. So all of these will create a very, very negative vibes in, in offices or in any projects that you're handling. And it has a direct effect on your motivation level and right. on your productivity. I always, always believe in this thing that every person that deals with this in an office or in any environment that he lives in, they need to speak up. You cannot just let it go and just, you know what, I don't want to do it because you're going to be affecting your learning process, your career eventually, because whatever you do, whenever you do it, you just cannot succeed in it because you're going to be the shy person, unmotivated, and it's going to go terrible. So I do believe that you need to always address it. You need to build your cases and then you need to make it clear for everyone that you are facing a problem with someone in the office. Right. Okay. So those are the things that you need to do. And personally, what I've been doing is that, yes, of course, like you said, that I have lost my motivation sort of to speak and just make sure that you don't lose your passion because sometimes I feel like, oh my God, what am I doing this for? Sometimes I feel like there is a void and I feel very, very sad about it. I feel like, oh shit, I don't feel passionate anymore towards passion, towards my thing. Like I love this so much. Hold yourself back from that and make sure you can channel your energy into something like styling. And we'll talk more about styling or something else, your pet project. Try to channel that energy and that the negativity into something positive outlet. And that's what For I'm sure. doing right now. Even, you know, bad bosses in general, I would call them bad bosses. It's not only about a bad boss that treating another employee in a bad way. It's about any boss or any manager who doesn't have enough knowledge about the job and they blame people for it. Any, any bosses that they don't give you credibility for your work, all of these, they go under the category of you are not a very credible manager. So Exactly. It's not only about, you know, people, they quit their manager, they don't quit their companies. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in it. I faced it in so many um, situations. Yeah. And I've learned the hard way that whenever you can just leave, look for other options and leave because it's poisonous, right? It's poisonous to have that much negativity around you. Absolutely. And to any of the bad bosses and bad managers out there, you know who you are when you're listening to this. If you are listening to this, just know that, first of all, you are disposable, okay? So if people come to know about your deeds and your characteristics, just know that you are disposable. Second of all, know that your employees are not going to be loyal to you. They will move. They will find the next opportunity and they will move. If that opportunity and if you're a boss and that opportunity and that seems to be bad, they will move again because that's what life is now. Everything on LinkedIn, you're sharing everything on social media. It's easy to get a job. It's easy to lose a job for sure, but it's easy to get a job too. So watch out, watch yourself, check yourself, check yourself every day and ask yourself if you're right, if you're doing right and if you're being sincere, sincere and loyal. Seriously, yeah. guys. That's Seriously. for sure. That's for sure. Um, but you, you highlighted something that is very important, that please do not, do not forget your passion. Passion is something that kept me going for so long, for yeah. so long. 
Like I, I have joined um, Carolina Herrera yeah. in the UAE and I was their personal shopper across the UAE. I was handling all the stores everywhere in the UAE. And I was the first stylist in Chalhoub. So it was something that was very big. Like I was very, Huge. first of all, delighted that I was, it was something amazing that happened in my life. You know, life, I really want to talk, I really want to talk about that. That's something that I really wanted to, because that's an experience that's amazing. You're from Carolina Herrera. I actually spoke with a designer in my other podcast. Her name is Anchaya. She worked for Carolina Herrera in New York. She designed Amal Clooney's uh, wedding gown. I don't know. I think it was Oscar de la Renta, but she went, worked with a bunch of designers in New York. She's really well established. So I really think that CH is like an amazing brand right now. And it's been an amazing brand. What was your experience like in Shalhoub and in uh, CH? So basically, I was um, I was very happy that I was picked out of so many girls. I yeah. felt so proud of myself and so confident that, yes, you can change, you can do things. Uh, things were kind of limited, like working with so many people based on an appointment basis. They take an appointment, they come for a styling session in the stores. In that period, I stayed with them for one year, right? And that year, I have seen so many body images, so many body shapes, so yeah. many characteristics, personality size. It was massive, right? Yeah. Despite the fact yeah. that everyone that comes into the stores, they had the same thing because they are coming into the same style, right? Yeah. But within yeah. that, within that, you will find so many different personality styles. And this is the basic or the foundation of styling, right? Right. Knowing the body image and knowing the personality style. It was a great experience because I came to uh, a conclusion that, you know, in, in styling, there is six body images, uh, six body shapes, right? Right. So there is a rectangle, there is a circle, there is it's six. Mm -hmm. But after Carolina Herrera experience, I came to a conclusion that you cannot limit the body shapes within six body shapes only. It can yeah. never happen. Never. Yeah. It can be a mix of two body shapes. And it can be a mix of two personality styles. And this is where I started building my conclusions and the styling that I do for all the girls now. Yeah. And it was amazing, right? Now, when I see people on even on a video call, I would know exactly what is her body shape and what is the mix of her personality style. What is like my body much, shape? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go into no, that? Okay. No, but we've already done this. We've already yeah, told me yeah. like what my body shape. She, you told me that my body shape is a triangle. And ever since then, I have tried to sort of... It's an inverted triangle. Inverted triangle. That's right. An inverted yes. triangle. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you have broad shoulders and then you need to um, highlight, like to focus on the bottom body more, on, more than on the upper body because your upper body is already highlighted with your shoulders. So you need to play a little bit more with the bottom body. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, I remember in the, and I used to give you a little bit of tips like yes. what to wear and how to wear it. Yeah. I love it because I still carry those tips. And like, you know, I have that little uh, shawl kind of a thing. I try to wear like a little belt because you told me to wear a belt with that and sort of enclose that and give it some elevate. You you taught me how to elevate my style, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. I'll always remember that. And, you know, um, and that you can take it a long way because I'm in the industry. I'd rather know how to do that than not. So guys, I'm so freaking fortunate to have 
a friend who's a stylist. Okay. Like, it's just so amazing. I could just pick up a phone. I had an interview the other day and I knew whom to reach out to. So have a stylist as your friend. It's going to go a long way. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's great. So what were the highlights? What were the takeaways from Carolina Herrera? Like, what did you, so you saw all these body shapes and blah, blah, blah. Uh, how are you translating that into what you're doing right now as your business? All right. So in Carolina Herrera, whenever a collection is released, it has to go through me, right? So yeah. I have to say that this uh, piece will work because it suits all body shapes. This piece will not work a lot. This piece is going to do great. So all of these has to pass through me. And I had to do a little bit of questionnaire with the buyers and everything. Wow. Now, a lot of people, they ask me, why did you leave Carolina Herrera? Like you had all of this amazing experience amazing exposure like what was the real reason that you left ch yeah and then i had to explain to so many that whenever you have a passion and within this passion you feel that there started to happen like th- there are limitations within what you do you start getting demotivated this goes back all to the bad bosses right i yeah. did not have a bad boss she was an amazing amazing manager but yeah. at the same time within the industry I had so much limitations. Yeah. And when you have so much limitations, you like your productivity instantly drops down. And then yeah. you feel that you have a lot to offer, but you still cannot offer it. So I thought that, Wafa, you took what you need. You took the experience that you needed. And it's time for you to look into something different. And this right. is where I, where I left Karen. But CH will always stay around me because honestly, this is where I learned a lot. It's not only about the styling, you learn also the business aspect of sure. the whole thing, right? So you learn about how to focus on that, how to sell that more. Mm-hmm. If a client isn't happy, how to make her happy, look into the numbers. It was a whole package thing. But I thought right. that it's time for me to just into something different because I always had the belief that everything is going to move into a digital thing. And CH were a bit, I'd say, old-fashioned. Right. And they were against into moving digitally, which I don't understand why. I do, I do, I do believe now they're going to take the step because of the whole situation thing. Yeah. But um, they were against it and I really wanted, and I was working with them on creating an application for CES and then it got stopped because it's against their guidelines and their values. And then this is where I got really demotivated. So I think mm. when, when you have a belief in something and a passion in something and then, it doesn't go your way, I mm. think you have to take the risk and move into something that you really want. That you're really passionate about. Right. Exactly. That's amazing. And and that's what you've done with what you're doing right now. And um, if you follow Wafa on her Instagram, she posts regularly and she has like these styling tips that I personally follow that I really like, the DIY stuff. I mean, as much as you can go, um, but this is a learning experience for everyone to find their passion and to follow it and to exude that into your different platforms, because that's how people get to know you like it or not. If you want to be relevant, if you want to be a part of this industry, you have to be, you have to be a part of these platforms to these social media platforms and thrive and do really well in it. And that's what you've done. So what has COVID taught you um, in terms of fashion and in terms of the current state of affairs in the industry? Like, what are your thoughts? There's a lot of talk about sustainability. There's a lot of talk about 
different supply chain uh, management refurbishments. What has COVID-19 taught you? Wow, that was, that's a very good question, honestly. So uh, I thought when quarantine started or the whole COVID thing started, I thought it's going to be miserable, right? But it's not. It was, it was such an opening for me. Like I, 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 okay, so let me, let me start from the beginning with you. Understanding your customers and understanding what you want to do within the passion that you have takes a lot of time. Like I don't, unless you have all the resources needed, but I want to tell this to everyone who is willing to start their own business that guys, if you fail the first time and if you fail the second time and if you fail the third time, gather all of these failures until you find your main objective. And this is what really happened in COVID. Mm-hmm. Like I exactly, I put a business strategy that I've never did before and I started working on it and it really changed the whole concept for me. I got to know exactly what my target market needed from me. And I started working more on my social media and into a totally different direction. Like all customers, they love tips. All customers, they want something from you. Yeah. If you open your social media page or any business that you're trying to do and you start putting your selfies in it, start putting what you're wearing, this is not really helpful. Mm-hmm. And it took me time to understand that, right? I was, yeah. I was mixed up between the blogging influ- influencer thing at the beginning mm-hmm. and up until it, I understood exactly what the customers needed. Mm-hmm. You c- cannot believe the amount of business I'm getting. Thanks to God, touch the wood, Yanni. And no, it changed the whole thing. It changed the whole thing, honestly. And I'm very, very happy because whenever you give your customers something, they're going to get back to you all the time. Yeah. Give them tips, give them something for free, give them, they love it. Anyone loves a free thing, right? So they yeah. will keep coming to you all the time, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I also learned a lot of things and how is the fashion industry is uh, heading and where is it heading now and things like yeah. that which eventually will help me a lot in uh, doing the thing that I'm planning to do. And you will see that a lot of headlines like sustainability and uh, how distribution is being handled right now. I honestly think that this has, this should have been done really before. And right. they are very late in focusing on sustainable, now, sustainable fashion because I do believe in it hundred percent. I do respect yeah. the designers that they shifted yeah. into a sustainable fashion. But people need, need to understand more what is sustainable fashion, right? This yeah. is not my yeah. expertise. I'm sure you had a discussion with one of the girls. Yeah. I loved her page. I loved her page. She talks yeah. in depth love. about sustainability. Yes. Um, uh, but I do want people to think about sustainability like an organic food. Whenever they want something organic, it takes time until it, it grows and yeah. until it reaches you to the house. And this is what actually costs the money. Because yeah. one of the most questions that gets asked, like, why is sustainability fashion so expensive, right? Yeah. You will find some of the sustainability fashion that is not expensive. And you will find things that are pretty expensive, right? Yeah. And yeah. this is yeah. why, um, if you recall, um, uh, LV and uh, Chanel, they yeah. increased some of the prices in the bags, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some of the people, like, they went, why are you increasing your prices? It's not the right time to do so. Yeah. But th- their response was sustainability fashion, and this is what they use in their fashion, because, you know, um, the leather that they use and the fabrics that they use, it lasts quite a lot of time, right? Really long time, yeah. 
getting this material also now is taking time because of the lockdown, because of uh, a lot of businesses got hit, including the sustainability material, right? Right. So that's why getting it in is time and time is money. And this is why they had to increase their prices. Despite the fact if I am with or against, but people need to understand more why uh, fashion is focusing on sustainability because it's really helping the environment and it's really helping you and your kids and the future later on. Because now uh, on the rise, there's fast fashion, right? Fast fashion is, comes along with a lot of um, anti-environment processes, right? So, and this is what is sustainability going forward to. Like fast fashion is great, but it's also hurting our environment. Let's focus on more of sustainability. All of this, all of this, it didn't hit me until quarantine happened right? Like, you know, when when quarantine happened, they tell you that how much the environment got better, the earth is breathing again. And then I had to search more about it and then understand why people are focusing now on sustainability. And then it happened. They don't want to go back to the same polluted environment that it was. They want to make a change. And they know how I was talking to Adela and maybe we can bring a little bit of those things back here just to touch up on it. What it really means is that these guys are going with seasons. Uh, traditional seasons are not going to work anymore. Gucci, mm. you posted on your social media. So Gucci has done away with its seasons. Now there's not going to be that excess inventory that goes on sale. So things are going to be more expensive. There's not going to be that much, so much stock in your stock room to sell. There's going to be optimal level of stock. You'll know exactly who's going to buy it and it's not going to be going onto several e-commerce websites on markdowns. It's a pre-order. So they pre-order and then they prepare the order because if not, there will be a lot of waste, a lot of waste. If you know that the percentage of people in the U.S., 85% of people in the U.S., 85% of the wardrobes in the U.S., they are wasted. Like 15% of it, they go donation, 85% is wasted. Can you ah. believe the amount of bad things that are going into so the environment? So, That's so bad. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wake-up call, honestly. COVID was a wake-up call for everyone on all the aspects. Business, health, environment, everything. That's why I think it was a good thing, honestly. It was a good bad thing. Bad on all... A good thing on, 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 on like switching your mindset a little bit. Right. It's bad on all aspects. So yeah, I have to agree on that. I mean, but I mean, disease itself is really bad, obviously. But yeah. in terms of reflecting and changing your mindset, like you said, it's, it's a really good thing. So let's take the positives from it and let's move on. I also want to talk about, take back to all of those things that we were talking about. Um, uh, so have you taken back anything into your this whole digital transformation due to COVID and everything? Have you taken back anything to applique list? Because I want to know exactly what's going on with digital styling um, and your space in it. So have you started your services? When are you going to start your services? What's the deal with that? Where is your project right now? All right. So basically now, um, as I said, 95% 95% of stylings are going to be virtual. Right. Uh, maybe even when um, COVID is done and life is a little bit back to normal, virtual styling is going to still be on peak everywhere. This whole thing is going to happen. Um, it started happening already 
but then it's gonna there's an exciting project happening behind it that I cannot talk a lot about okay and then, <laughs> but it's gonna be happen. happen yeah <laughs> but it's gonna be happening hopefully by end of year I'm providing something for people that are really seeking styling and a stylist, um, but they cannot afford it. There right. will be something that will help everyone and it's going to be regional in the beginning and then it's going to be moving into the worldwide, hopefully. So exciting. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for it. That's why I think that's, that's what I'm really busy on right now, aside from the kids and the homeschooling and everything. Yeah. Um, but I'm really working on making it happen because, you know, when you have that passion and you see it in front of you and you see it happening and I just want to make this happen. Yeah. And in COVID, it gave us this opportunity yeah. that guys, everything is moving digitally. Absolutely. Like I was like, yeah, this is it. This is it. I'm doing it right now. So um so hopefully we're going to catch up again by end of year. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be catching up every now and then. That's that's not a problem for me. I can you're a number away for me. No, but like how are you managing with kids being homeschooled and like all of those things? How is that has that interrupted like because there are a lot of people women, men that work from home. And uh, right now, especially in the spirits in schools, at least in Dubai, uh, are closed until September or September is when it's going to start again. Um, September. Yeah. So how are you managing that? You're working, so you have the schedule. Like, are you on schedule most of the times? Do you have a proper schedule every day? How does it work? How are you managing? Do you have help? What is it like? So basically, when it first started, the whole lockdown, uh, everything was uh, messy, right? I didn't have a proper schedule. I didn't know how to do it. And it was a lot of things to handle. Like I have two kids, homeschooling, and I thought that I'm becoming a teacher where actually this is not my job. And then it got it got a bit messy, right? Yeah. Until I had um, a proper schedule in hand and I knew exactly from this time until this time what will happen, even if it did not happen. But the time management was very important to me. Yeah. Uh, the, the big one, I just let her do her own things because she's like seven years old now. And I let her like, you know what? Even if you did mistakes, it's fine. That's why you have yeah. a teacher and you can reach her at any time. Yeah. So I took that off my shoulders. Now I just follow up that she's doing the work. The young one, literally, I give her like, um, I do I do study, studies for her as well. Like I teach her things in the house and there is a proper yeah. schedule every week that I go by. Yeah. Um, in the afternoon, I leave everything and then I go to work. That's it. Like as no. if I'm going to the office. Yeah. And but, I just leave them. But at this point, you know, being home with your kids, they will not understand the value because I understand the value of my mom being with me and teaching me because she's an artist too. She paints and she's like really well published and everything. But that came over time for her, like all of that all of that fame and whatever fortune that she made from her art that came over time. But before that, she was fully involved in our schooling and including my dad, both, both my parents were really involved in teaching us and blah, blah, blah. So this is the time that I think it's your, your kids are going to be so fortunate that you were there for them and they're going to be so thankful that you were invested in their lives. I don't know, like it's parenting is such a hard thing to do. And for the people that are working and doing it, you know, it's hats off, like, 
it's tough. Thank you. <laughs> and it, but yeah, I, I've never ever spent so much quality time with them as I spent with them in the quarantine. I'm very happy that at least I had this opportunity to spend that much of quality time with them. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without um uh, with our without our nanny in the house. Like I literally I, I delegate to her things that a mom can do. And she's like a mom to my kids. I, I, I respect her a lot. And she's like a huge part. Like she plays a major role in the house. Yeah. She's been with us for almost two years. And I explained to her that this is how my day is going. And after that, I need to finish my work. Yeah. And then she takes over as if I am with them. Yeah. Like I cannot thank her enough. I I, I I don't know what to do, honestly. Yeah, but no, to, to all she, the nannies yeah. and house helps that are there out there, honestly, you guys are not just house helps for us. Like you guys are a part of our lives. You guys are third arm. I just have so much gratitude for them. I'm so thankful for that because even I have, like I, we still have a house help and they leave their family and they embrace your family and you embrace them as a part of your family. So it's, it's amazing. I love it. Um, I'm not against it because it's like helping someone and it's helping yourself as well. So definitely, I can go against it uh, whenever I feel that human rights are cancelled. That is, um, true. I'm, I'm very much with within the fact that they are a very big part of your family, and you have to keep it that way. You cannot treat them as. Um, as employees in the house they are not they're not they're not like they are doing a job yes and they are getting paid for it yes but it's much bigger than that much bigger than bigger she is taking care of myself of my husband of the house of the family I mean I keep always saying that she's a main pillar in the house and she plays a major role in the house like without her I couldn't have done anything honestly yeah I couldn't have had work I couldn't have calls it's because it's quite impossible with young kids, right? They're just an extension would always... of yourself. They're just an extension of who you are. And, exactly. And they mold themselves in that way. And exactly, they're not like, I couldn't articulate it better than you said it. They're not employees. They're, they, they're just an extension of yourself. They're much bigger than that, honestly. Yeah. They're much bigger than that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I am very grateful that quarantine happened and COVID happened. And I'm very sad for all the families that have been affected with that. But I'm also very grateful that I get an opportunity to work on things that I loved, to spend some quality time with my family. And I always tell to people that, please, if anything goes wrong, never, ever forget, why did you start from the beginning? Like, why did you start? Why are you so much in passion? So these are the main points that I go by every day. And yeah, I mean, it helps you when you remember it. So keep remembering it all the time. Keep reminding yourself that it's totally worth it and what you're doing right now. Uh, And like she said, don't lose sight or don't lose, yeah, don't lose your passion. Um, and, And it's amazing. Like I have all of these on the show notes, the main points that we discussed so that you guys can go back to it and refer to it. And I have Wafa's Instagram handle on the show notes as well. Wafa, if you want to call out, shout out your Instagram handle to our listeners. All right. So I am applique stylist um, on Instagram and anyone who have any questions or they are seeking any advice when it comes to style, I'd be very, very much uh, happy to help. 
Yeah. And she's always been like that. You ask her a question, she's happy to help you. Thank you so much, Wafa, for coming onto my podcast and for taking the time out of your, obviously, I can't imagine, really busy life and spending it with me for like an hour, more than an hour, because we had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about. My Seriously. God. You've been doing an amazing job doing these things, um, doing these calls, actually. And um, I, I, I see it happening and going into the next level. So I wish you very, very good luck. And thank you, actually, for thinking uh, or reaching out to me so we can do this. Absolutely. Um, Why wouldn't I? Yeah, of course. This is all about fashion and you live and breathe fashion. So thank <laughs> you for being a part of this. And I hope to have you on more future podcasts as well sure 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 thank you so much and we'll catch up later see you thank you guys for tuning into the show all of the show links notes and extra material are on the show notes for this episode you can find our guests instagram handles and other handouts as well Last but not the least, I would like to thank my podcast editor, Rishi, for editing and mixing. I would also like to thank the sponsor of the show, Anchor, for providing me uh, this amazing platform. Thank you. Thank you.